Hi, everybody. This is Jeremy from In Bed by Nine. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred, your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all, not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks that might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still, and even in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to In Bed by Nine. Of course, you know we don't record this anytime close to nine, but someday we will. Anyway, I'm with Alex today. How are you doing? Yeah, probably one day when our kids are off in college. That's probably when we'll do all that. Probably. Probably. Get that long. I'm doing good. Um, long, long weekend, which is always good. Extended weekends, which are always nice. Yeah. Um, man, busy weekend, though. Saw a lot of my family. I don't remember anything of this weekend. It went by so quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to quick rundown. How do this way? Quick rundown. Parents, my dad turned 61, went to his birthday thing, kind of did a birthday thing for him. Nice. Um, drove around the dune buggies, hung out there for a little bit. Uh, I now have, now my dad said, now you're the official owner of one of them. So I'm like, cool. Thanks, dad. He's like, you take it home with you. I go, well, I don't have a trailer hitch and or <laughs> space to park it in my backyard that's smaller than your living room. Um, so <laughs> he's like, the kids will love it. I go, yeah, they will. It's be the only jungle gym they have back there. Um, nice. Anyways, uh, that was that. Saturday, went up to a cottage for my in-laws and hung out there all day. And the kids in and out of the lake, which was always a blast. Um, and then Sunday, went to the other in-law um, into his like pool as complex. And we swam around the pool all day. And Nice. I have no idea like where things were. That was Monday. Monday. And just the week went by fast. I don't remember streaming. That's the best part. Like I streamed on Saturday and had a blast. But I don't remember. I just remember it was good. I just don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had a lot of people on there. I know. Yeah. That OGs. Oh, it was nice. It was nice. Old, old, yeah. old folks were showing up. I think I saw Halo. Feeling good with Halo. Oh, man. Feeling so good in Halo. I haven't uh, played a game like that in a while. I started playing it and started winning. I was like, this feels great. Uh, usually does. Well, I was just playing Halo and I've been playing it ever since. I was like, yeah, let's keep playing. So I, I want to win an elimination game really bad i want to win the king of the hill i've been nice. working hard on it but it just it's all coming back to me and it's like getting in the game shape muscle memories kicking back into gear oh, it is that old, it's it does halo is so different than any other first person shooter the way it functions the way it moves the way everything functions it's just different because call of duty has been dominant for a long time it's call of duty is pretty much you zone in as long as you keep your reticle on the guy you're gonna win um, yeah faster than they can get you and Halo is not that way. You got to be more fluid. You got to be more tactile. You got to be a little bit more speedy. Um, you got to be able to move and shoot and dive and jump and kind of move out of the way. So, sometimes, um, yeah, you could be totally wrong, but that's my philosophy. How was your crazy weekend? I know you made ribs yesterday. Yeah, I was gonna say we did. A, we did uh, pretty busy, like you. Um, 
I know like uh, Friday and Saturday um, weren't too bad. Um, we just hung out and did some things with friends those days. Um, mm-hmm. I know the kids, like we went to the park and stuff. Um, of course, they swam in the pool uh, as well over those couple of days. And then uh, yesterday, yeah, we did. We cooked out, made ribs and then, like hot dogs and stuff like that. Didn't um, bring me any ribs. <clears throat> there weren't any left. So I'll apologize for that. I, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was happy to eat. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, just cooking. It was hot as, it was hot. This hot the last couple of days. Like, it was, it was like, hot 90, it was like 90 degrees the last two days. The, well, it was weird today. So from where I'm at, it was like 90 degrees all the day, but it was like that hot wind. Mm. So it was like you like knew like shit's gonna go down tonight. Excuse the light. Yeah. What's gonna happen tonight? Oh yeah. And right now I'm watching my thumb the th- the computer th- thermometer that's on my computer. It's like temperature is now plummeting. So it was at 90 when the sun was up. Now we're at 75. I'm like, oh, oh, that means <laughs> it's gonna be a big storm coming through. Oh yeah, yeah. When you get especially <laughs> in Michigan, when it changes that quick. Yeah, it's and gonna then, be stormy. Um, and then, oh, yeah. And then today we just, because uh, we were, I mean, uh, I didn't, I, I just had to work a couple hours this morning. So I kind of considered it part of a longer weekend because I'm still off tomorrow. And uh-huh. uh, so they had their dance recital today, which I thought was going to be, they each had like three songs. And I thought it would be like a quick thing, like an hour. I think it was like, it was just disorganized. I mean, well intentioned, just disorganized and it was like three and a half hours by the time you try to throw in drive drive time and stuff that's a long yeah that is a long even they were getting kind of tired by the end so but yeah that's my long long weekend up until now oh man yeah i also realized too we started planning stuff out because my my last day of school is nine days away um for the students which uh you know i'm not counting um Yeah, my days are, you know, after that, I'm after that, I got five, five, technically seven contract days, but most likely I'll be five days. Oops, sorry. I don't know why I hit the king for that. So I'll be about seven days. That's cool. Um, Is it just meetings and end of year closing the loop stuff or? Yeah, yeah, that stuff. And, you know, I teach a subject that doesn't require me like to like, report anything crazy like math oh okay um so i'm kind of just doing my thing cool and that's good pretty much what ends up happening is i really focus on like stream stuff to be honest oh okay. building up my stream and doing stuff because i'm really sitting around um so when just you kind of working on stuff when you get back into school next year like when do you start doing like your uh your teaching plan and stuff for the year um, because I've been doing this for so long, my stuff's pretty much solid. Um, the okay. way I run stuff, so I don't really do too much. Um, oh, you do the crazy. same. You do the same grades. Yeah, I don't change okay. that much. Okay, that's okay. I, um, that so that's sense. the best part. Like, I don't change. Um, hold on a second. Let's try to do this real quick. Um, so I don't change subjects, and I've been doing it for eight years now. So, um, my stuff. What's that? Hold on. Yeah. Pause.
All right, where are we at? So basically, you're you're set then, pretty much on your on your plans. Correct. Yeah. So I'm pretty much set, but I don't go back until August something. I think that's when I go back to school. I actually have the calendar right here. Where is that school based? Is it based out of Michigan? Yeah. So my school is based out of like uh, just outside of Lansing. Okay. So you guys don't wait till after Labor Day to start. Uh, teachers don't wait till after Labor Day. Oh, oh, that's right. You have that. You're on the other end of that now. Yeah. So I start on the 22nd. Kids come back on the sixth. Labor Day. Okay. The so they come back. Yeah. They kids don't start till after Labor Day. Yeah. I just I go all I start beforehand, and usually that like, so what is that about a week? Yeah, ten days. Right? Yeah. So right about that time, usually it's setting things up, getting things put together, putting my like system together, putting all the stuff I want up there. Occasional more meetings of sitting there staring at somebody talking to me about something that makes no absolute sense, or somebody that doesn't know what they're doing telling me what I should be doing. Yeah, those are always fun meetings. Oh oh, yeah, yeah. the motivational speaker that tells you you're wrong about life. Well, like especially since I do online stuff, it's always funny because I get like we get these like professional like teachers that you know do stuff, write books, and fully into the idea of it, which get paid way too much money to talk. Mm-hmm. I think I'm telling me, well, you should do this, but you're not online school. So I don't really know how to give you an answer to fix this or go over this or make sense. Um, so just do whatever you want to do. It's like, wow. we're, we're pay you about five grand. To tell me to do whatever I want to do. All right. Yeah. Shoot. How I could do I, that. I don't know I, what to do. Yeah. How can I fix this? I'll just do whatever you want to do. It's like, yeah, if you weren't, yeah, I just, that, that bugs me. It's like, especially when they're getting paid and they can get that easy cop out. Well, you're online, so it's different. Yeah, that's always the best. Really? One. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's different. That's why we paid for you to have to think mm-hmm. of ways to kind of make the connections. Well, you guys are the pros. Yeah. Well, it's gonna open you. It's gonna open to get your experience. So I can write another book about it. Yeah, yeah. It was always interesting. It's always interesting. Like I think the one last four. Still, my favorite argument I've ever had with somebody was when they had the education person tell me that online having kids in front of screens all day is bad to an online school. It's like, oh, um, geez. what? Um, Let's restart that. That's okay. I had my, I just found out my kids are taking uh, French online from mm-hmm. a native speak French speaker that lives in Mexico City. Um, like, yeah, because she, we're sitting there, and uh, I was just, I'm, I'm nearby, but my kids are on my, my laptop talking on Zoom with her, or Skype, I think they use Skype, and uh, she's just like, yeah, she's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I speak, because uh, they had taken some Spanish, and they're like, yeah, this is that, and she's like, oh, no, that's it, she's like, yeah, Mexico City, where we're at, I'm like, what the heck? I asked my wife, I go, you know, our, the French teacher is in Mexico City. Like, I think I learned French and not Spanish. And then, I mean, I checked the program out, and the program's been around forever. So, all right, maybe they're just expatriates or whatever. But, all right, I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. So, I'm kind of going through all that right now and counting cool. down the days until that. 
<laughs> talking to a couple kids, like, how can I make my grades better? That's been my last couple days. Cool. No, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Occasionally get to be able to sneak in a game here or there, kind of work on some of my model paints as I'm sitting around. Nice. That's cool. No big deal. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right, so let's get moving here. We got some All topics. Right. We, <laughs> we got some topics we want to go into. Um, got to list some stuff out here. And I got to say this, you know, me being a teacher and us being parents, there, I mean, the one topic we got to address and that everyone's been addressing, and I know no one wants to talk on it, but we got to. Well, you know, what happened in Texas, what's happening all around the United States, just the the insanity of it all. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it needs to change. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I've been thinking about this conversation on here. I thought about doing it on my stream, but then I just – it did I, – I couldn't um, because I get emotional about it and to a degree. Because, and like when it was happening, I was in tears. And st- still, I, when I find stuff online or TikTok, I go into it. And I'm purposely not looking at you, Jeremy, for that purpose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right now. Uh, uh, just good, so you man. know, I'm not looking, I'm just looking down. Um, so, yes, I'm a teacher. I've been in lockdown drills and I never want to be a part of a, an active lockdown. Um, And to say it this way is that in that situation, what happened in that school is atrocious. And thinking about what the news coming out about what happened, how it's falling down, this and that, and that, that just, it just drives me nuts that we're in a society that has these situational issues like this, where there's just stuff not wanting to protect and jump in and stuff like that. But I digress from that. But thinking about being in that situation, being a teacher in a classroom with kids, the scary part is not the event happening. It's just the fact that I know what I would do in that situation and me not coming home to my kids thinking of that. And that terrifies me because I, every time I think about it and the sad thing is the shootings that happen, I get them all time. And I think about it. It's, if I was in the classroom, if this happened, I, I would not be coming out of the classroom because I would do something to protect the kids. I'd see every child that walks into my class, every kid I work with as my own. And I, I know that teachers say that all the time and it's the cliche, but really it is. I mean, I work with kids. I want to work with kids. I see kids as being the future. I want to help them. I want them to grow. And to then think about them getting shot or killed or hurt in any way, it hurts me in a way that hits my core. And it just, it's just horrible that we live in a world like here, a quote unquote first world country that we already have more deaths and shootings than days in a year that we have the number one reason why kids can get killed or die is not because of a car accident, but because some idiot walking into a building with a gun. That's just stupid. That's wrong. Yeah. When now my job 
is also questioning my life insurance policies and stuff like that. My health insurance policy, because my job is now a higher risk than somebody working in a construction site. I'm a teacher. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That's a pretty good question. Um, <clears throat> so let's say just like the last time I looked at job descriptions, I mean, what they're describing in terms of some of these solutions to fix some of these things, it sounds more like a like a private military contractor or a full-fledged like Marine or something. Um, and then another thing that really burns my ass is um, that these kids are like, and I read about it and I asked my kids about it because I was curious and they're like, oh yeah, we do, we do. Like they've trained for these. Like when I was in school, <clears throat> which yeah, we're older, but we're not that old. Um, yeah. We did tornado drills would be the only reason we went under the desk or put a book over our head and we were crouched down by lockers. But we never did that. I was Columbine. You were right at the end. I, I don't get me wrong. My last two years of school was it was Columbine. But we didn't still didn't do a whole lot of that stuff. They were still kind of, I think, in shell shock at the time. But yeah. we didn't have full flesh. I mean, our, our doors were even at the schools when I, when I graduated two years later. <laughs> Which I'm not sure. going to remind everybody at Columbine so you realize how old I am. Um, well, it, like I, I say this too, and I read some of those things, and I'll let you go. You, you no, and then um, like I guess I, I saw something on couple of different news media outlets not left or just right wing or anything like that but on multiple ones where they had gotten this particular you know town had had grants and uh they had shown their SWAT team or special response whatever you want to call it with all this level four body armor hey look what we got we're here we're here to protect you and then you know whatever mishaps People are scared. Whatever the reason was, it seems to change uh, several times a day at this rate. Um, whatever the reason for not going was, you know, waiting for whatever border patrol to come and decide that they were going to do, they were going to disregard the, the local guy for whatever reason again. Um, like, it sounds like a waste of taxpayer dollars or retired, whether it's use giving them equipment that they're just going to use for ceremonies and parades or something, or, uh, <clears throat> or if we're paying the wrong people, that's still a waste of tax dollars too. I mean, whatever the reason is, and I'll, I'll let them investigate it. Um, but, um, we'll definitely be talking more about it. I'm sure once we get more information or the right information or whatever the information we get. So I guess it, say this way. I mean, I I've looked into it and I'm not, I'm not going to pick one and just so, it's clear we're not going to try to pick one out of yeah one political side or others i mean just more along lines of looking at the the proposed options that are being placed out there and kind of talk on it um because there i mean you will we see now what i hear from people i've talked to my i've talked to friends on both sides of the political issue Mm -hmm. and they, pretty much everybody thinks something needs to be done 
And now we're now it's not the American people that seem to be the problem. It seems to be the politicians that are paid to to enact change and debate it and figure out the solutions because they're so much better than we are at, you know, just because they're elected. Um, they, they seem to be the ones that struggle with that. And that doesn't matter what side of the issue you're on. Both of them kind of go to the their bases and then, you know, the chasm of coming together goes like this and then it's, it's in, it's, you can't pay, bridge it. Okay. <laughs> it seems like they, they struggle. And I agree with that. I think there's a big struggle in there and you have these concepts of like, and what's going to make the news is it's going to be the the one side or the other, the extreme one side mm-hmm. or the other, not much at the middle. So no. I know that, and I agree with you. I think it's a general process. Things need to change. And so, so I'll backstory a little history as well as to kind of dive into things a little, little bit more. So Columbine kind of goes through and that's like the first major yeah, you know, school shootings. Now, keep in mind that the public education system and this idea of what they call ISDs or you know integrated school districts, where you kind of have like a bigger building that's you know, for example, you might have like the Washington School District or the Wayne District, like whatever city has multiple buildings into it. You're not just have your little schoolhouses anymore. Yeah. So this happened after World War II. You have this idea concept of ISDs being created to kind of create this another governing level of school districts so they can work together to spread funding to help support and where you have one district that might have a poor side and a rich side and then turn kind of levels off the playing field in that district that's the concept also mm-hmm. these are supposed to be community centers and utilized during the summer for community events so it's the community center on top of being the school so it's a hub for community and I bring that up as a point because we'll get back to that later when it comes up to these proposed options that are planning to do. They then in turn, after Columbine grants started going out, as you stated, to help kind of help protect the schools. So now when you enter a school building, you walk through sets of doors, right? Mm-hmm. You walk through the front set of doors. And then you have a second set of doors. Usually after that first set of doors, you go to the right or left and you can get into the main office area and you can go for there. Also, all school doors inside of the building <laughs> should lock. Um, windows should be limited on the inside building doors, as well as every major hallway has a set of buildings that automatically shut and lock um, for two purposes. One being fire, the other is for trapping and isolating an intruder. So that's the basic, you know, school funding process that the Department of Education put out after Columbine and other schools have, you know, started to build up that process um, to create that setup. So, I mean, that's a, that's a basic, you know, defense policy um, and not too intrusive to what the essence of a school should be as a community center. should be open to the community, right? Yeah. Um, as I was looking at a few of these proposals, one was more fences, less doors. Yes. That's the fire marshal like that one. Makes sense. Um, but a human error. That one teenager. Um, to planning. Anyone could break into a wall or defense. Um, mm-hmm. But 
it then removes the access to what is called like the community center and starts to isolate the building. It doesn't even matter if it isn't. And I think subconsciously now you have an isolated school building that is now looks like like return a prison. It's going to be separate. It's not going to be part of the community anymore. It's going to be its own entity. And I can see that spiraling into more of a elite slash social construction problem and will just retrograde back to this one row school schoolhouses with um massive dis just change in their, their their education process because x y and z um but that's my own belief in that system um the other one that I, I love that everyone's harping towards is arming the teachers. That is, the, that is number one. No. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. One, you're giving a bunch of underpaid, yeah, more overworked yeah. people a gun. That doesn't smell sound smart. I've been in classrooms and buildings where teachers lose their mind and throw things across the room. Yeah. Or or like I just imagine like the and I'm not trying to go into age discrimination, but like it is the hundred and ten pound seventy one year old librarian. And strapped like a lot. Yeah. I mean, what is she gonna do? Knock herself over? Yeah. But even that, it's even go down the core of it. Like we're taught as educators to honor and support and protect and you know nurture kids. Mm-hmm. If I have to think about carrying around a nine on my hip as I'm trying to teach social studies and help little Johnny understand the concepts of economic growth or what it is to be an American in this world, and I'm carrying around an open, exposed nine the entire time. One, that for kids is going to be uncomfortable. Two, I can't. I'm uncomfortable carrying around on my hip and yeah. you know, let's just say a school shooting does happen. And I know the kid, like I worked with the kid. I know this kid, I'm supposed to blast him to doom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't hard. think you can give a part-time person, even if they've been trained, like a full-time law enforcement person can make that split decision a little bit better than I yeah. think somebody that does uh that's never come across the situation before and probably trained for it in a couple day class to obtain the license or the gun or whatever that particular route of uh, acquiring the the necessary training is. It's not like full-time law. It's not even like a National Guard. You're not even going to go for two weeks a a year and a a week at a month. And I mean, yeah, like you said, for for the amount of money they pay these people, being underpaid, I don't see how it's going to be something that's going to get a teacher. Average first year, average five year teacher in the United States makes under six sixty a year. Yeah, average, and I say average because you know states like you know New York make more, but they also yeah. spend more. So like, yeah, it's averages. You're looking at sixty under five years. So, and at that time, majority of teaching population leaves after five years. So. Mm-hmm. You're gonna give these people more stress because now now to decide: do I shoot somebody? Do I tackle them? Do I help them? Like, what do we do here? And you brought up another point. Like, 
people with the stress and stuff are already leaving the profession, which is already understaffed from everything I've read. Yep. I haven't seen an article saying we have too many teachers, not, at least not before like 1977 or something like that. But um, are you going to add that on? Are you going to make that a requirement to, to hire them? Like, how are you going to replace all the teachers that are retiring? You know, they have to have a military background or a law enforcement background. I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, they're not going to start out. I mean, that crap for a salary at that point, if you have to throw that kind of responsibility yeah. on them. The old school 19, uh, the old school 1995 teachers are not around anymore. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't have them, their abilities. You don't have the, like, I have a, I have a coworker that joined us. He's actually technically retired from his district. So he can get parts of his pension mm-hmm. and he's working for us to kind of make some extra cash, um, which is hilarious to say, um, <laughs> but <laughs> wow. whatever, whatever works. So, but he's like, yeah, he's like the stuff that he's like, even though I've been teaching online for eight years, he goes, if I went back to brick and mortar, or even then when I was looking for a job back then, he's like, you wouldn't got the same deal I got when I was 1995. And he's like, it's not happening. It's not yeah. anymore. I go, yeah, no, there's no, there's no incentive anymore to do what do we do. And Mm-mm. if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I want to be a teacher. Please just think about other career paths. If you talk to any teacher they talk to, it is a lie. It is a great, I mean, it's a, it's a great profession. If you love the passion well, of it. That's what I say. You got to do it because you love it. But it's, it's not going to pay the bills. It really won't. Um, and to get, to get a job as a teacher, you get the, it's just a good old boys club. You have to slug the dirt and, you know, brown nose everyone you can talk to. And hopefully somebody will throw you a bone. And then once that happens, you can try to grind yourself up and you get there, you get there. But it's that, that we won't go down the education reform change in my mind yet. We'll stick with what we're talking about here because I can talk about the education reform for a long, long time. Um <laughs> that's a whole other banana that i'm about to run down um but <clears throat> when it comes to this like gun situation you know we already have <clears throat> a lot of districts do already employ cops in schools they already have police officers on campus with guns they always already have that support then you always you also have in there you know close response teams stuff like that it's too much of a challenge to put that on to the t- the staff and the school to say you're going to carry on a gun. I don't think that's worth anything. Yeah. Um, the gates, the doors, too many doors. Again, you're going to kill away the community center feel and you're going to lose that mm-hmm. community aspect, which I think is gone anyways in majority of the United States, to be honest. Call me wrong in the comments, but. Well, I've seen even that, like, go down to a single door. I'm like, yeah, run that one by the fire marshal and tell me how mm. it goes. Yeah. So. Um, what else I was thinking? What else is another one that pop up there? Uh, put a veterans in the parking lot. Not a bad idea. That's going to last a month. Yeah. If that happens. <laughs> I mean, I know I see on TikTok some people are like, I'm a veteran. I'm sitting in this parking lot watching the kids play. One, slightly creepy. Um, two, <laughs> you know, you're not going to do that two months from now. Like, yeah. I mean, most people can't, don't have the luxury of that kind of time. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's some of our 
older vet. I guess an extra set of eyes would be good. You know, hey, if you see something weird, call the yeah. police. That doesn't sound like a terrible idea. But at the same time, like, you'd probably have to schedule. It'd probably have to be a lot of people, more than one or two veterans. Because, again, I think you're not going to sit there. The dedication is just natural. It'll wear off after a while. Once mm-hmm. Complacency kicks in once there's not a shooting at that particular school or that area. Yep. You'd have to schedule it. And I just, yeah, I mean, long-term solution. I don't see that being anything with a human is a hard time to come up with a long-term solution. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm down to like hiring vets in schools. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, I think that that could be very helpful. Many many reasons why. Yeah, um, for the vet and for students, I think that's a valuable aspect, and I think that should be done. Yeah. Like, you know, even if it's like the dude that walks around the halls every once in a while. Bring them yeah. in. Let's go. Um, but I don't know. Like when I think about the solutions and I, I, you know, I'm not for like, let's ban everything. And I'm not for let's put more on the street. Like I'm not on any radical when that comes to that. And I know that's not a, that's not a conscious thought. I always say when people are like, well, you just, you just want to ban all guns. It's like, no, I don't want to ban all guns. I know one, that's not feasibly possible. I just want yeah. to find that medium point where yeah, I can't, you know, I, you know, to buy a cigarettes, I need to have a state ID saying that I'm old enough. I buy liquor. I have to have a state idea to become a teacher. I need to get a certificate and take tests. Um, and they still don't trust me with books. Um, but they trust you with a gun. Hey. Yeah. If they want to give me a gun again, not education reform, focusing on the nothing we're doing here. Um, but you know, there's got to be a, a good medium area yeah. where you know it takes at national level, not state level, like nationally, like it needs to be a complete national reform and not state by state because I don't want to be able to like go to Idaho to go get something when I can go and go to Indiana to pick up something else and end up in Michigan with what I, with all the parts to do whatever I need. It's yeah. Kind of one of those like national things. Yeah. No, there's too many. Like it's all, uh, it's all different. And, yeah. Cause even around me in Illinois, I mean, we have Floyd cards where you need to get a card to be able to buy and sell guns and ammo. Yeah. And, but you can sell to people states around you. Like, I'm like, man, I'm not smart enough to keep up with all of this. The differences between these states. Yeah. So you could fool me easily. Yeah, there's got to be something where people are easy to understand and easy to, to regulate or something. Yeah. And I always, I always enjoy the, the, the extreme sides, like the one, you know, get all the guns out the thing. And it's like, oh, you, literally, yeah, you can't do that. That's yeah. not possible. Like, I don't even believe in that, though, either. Like, the no. Second Amendment. I mean, I think for what's wrong with having a gun at home, like handheld or something to protect yourself or a hunting rifle to go hunt or sporting stuff i mean <clears throat> now could you do like and like here's like if you go to like a gun range if you want to shoot an ak or a automatic gun at a gun range ooh, go for it man i just find it different that people i've like just some of the things that people have argued i've found like okay i don't know i don't know how you would like, I try to figure out the practicality, like, because I like to hunt. I'm like, with a fully automatic weapon? 
like the, I think the lead content that's worse than like mercury in a fish if you're going to spray a bambi up with you know 70 bullets i think that i heard a, a good analogy a good like reason like a good explanation on this whole process it was a cartoon artist i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he was he goes let's change the word gun to cat okay let's say you know in your neighborhood you have a cat that just attacks you just rips your face off every time you go outside and your neighbors get ripped off everyone's getting ripped off and you just want to regulate that cat. you want to get that cat gone because it's every time he goes outside it hurts somebody so you want to regulate that cat you want to get rid of it you want to do something about that cat and you know people get mad because you know you want to get rid of the cat but you're like no i have a perfectly nice cat over in my house that's purring and nice and kind it doesn't want to rip my face off this one wants to rip my face off we got to do something about the one that went ripped my face off yeah and you know we got to fix that cat that cat's a problem that one or in the window is fine. That one wants to wants to hurt me. I'm like, yeah. okay, that makes sense. And he goes, here's the other side too. You know, some people can handle a cheetah. Get yourself a cheetah. That's a big cat or a tiger. Go ahead and get yourself a tiger if you can handle it. But I shouldn't be able to walk to Petco, Joe Smo myself, and go, hey, I want a cheetah for my suburban household and grab me a cheetah and go home with a cheetah. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the point, the point is I should be able to deal with the cat is ripping my face off. And then, you know, people shouldn't be able to buy cheetahs at Petco. Like, yeah, I can't buy a cheetah at Petco today. So that no. should be a reason. Like, it's hard to go buy it. Go try. I was like, I, I'm not doing it justice. It made great sense. I was like, this <laughs> actually makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a, a medium where maybe not everybody's satisfied, but. I mean, a majority of the people, uh, majority of people from things I've read, again, I'm, I'll throw two examples out there. CNN and Fox, I've seen on both, Yeah, think some type of change or reform or whatever the, whatever they come up with is something should be done. The, the sh- but the problem is this conversation happens. Oh, yeah. Every time something needs to be done. Something yeah. needs to change. But. It, it can't can be something besides thoughts and prayers. Oh, God. Yeah. My wife sent me a commercial from back in like 2005, 2006. For, I don't remember. It was it was because of the shootings. And yeah. they were talking. You know, the kid's like, this backpack saves lives. And like pulls his backpack out. It's got a lead plate in it. Uh, mm-hmm. this, these socks can save lives too. And like wrapping a kid's leg up that's bleeding on a tourniquet. A tourniquet. These, these new scissors like really come in handy for situations. So do these pencils and like they're sitting down there already and stab somebody. Like that, 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 that shouldn't be the commercial we were having in our world right now. Yeah. And, I mean, and to be honest, like my wife and I really thought about leaving, like leaving the United States. Like we actually got to the point where she's looking for a job and has possibilities of moving and i'm we might like we talked to brokers like we're figuring out how to like buy houses overseas like yeah <laughs> like we're at this point in our lives we're like we like, we don't know what to do anymore and we're terrified to send our kids to school like yeah i don't and we agree that there's no community anymore here there's no it's all driven into a different direction that we don't feel is going the right way and not at all. It's really not. Like we joked about it before a couple of times and 
literally after this last couple of weeks, Mars like there's two job openings I'm applying for, and we'll see where you land. Like, as long as they pay you enough money and the Cowboys get over there, we'll do it. I can teach anywhere. That's the beautiful part. <laughs> yeah. Like I can um, find a job, and I can. I'm very, very resourceful. Yeah. I mean, it's uh. Yeah, but they need. There's got to be something they can they can figure out. Yeah, um, that's what they get paid. I mean, that's what they get paid for. We pay them. I mean, we pay them to sit on their ass at this point and just yeah. spit platitudes to both sides, of, you know, both of the extremes. I'm gonna fix everything, and I ain't gonna let them take anything. So, I mean, and, they're screwing yeah. up. I mean, we're they're they're screwing us, and we're letting them. Not to get too far down the whole government political banana hole but i do strongly believe in the next four to five years we'll see another industrial revolution happen or some kind of revolution that will happen not like a revolution like war situation but more like like an industrial revolution like the 1920s type thing and i do see i do think i looked i you know read some articles online you know kind of start with the conspiracy theorist people and i kind of started digging a little bit more i'm like there's a lot of reflections that are very similar to that what we see in the 19 in 1920s yeah government uh, economic wise you know people sediment feelings rumblings about the same type of situations like yeah. mm-hmm. four to five years i could see another uh, massive shift in the economic process um overall like i can see it changing mm-hmm. uh, i'm not saying like, like an oppression situation would pop up i don't think we i think we're in a way where we stop depressions we're just going to deep recessions i don't think we ever get into like a full-on depression no but you know i didn't think a pandemic would happen but that did um but um <laughs> and other things that i've predicted wrong uh but i don't see a recession i don't see a full-on depression happen i just i think with another we'll have another recession we'll have massive inflation situations and then there has to be a reset uh, luckily we have jeff bezos and elon musk to single-handedly pull us out of either no i'm just kidding. they can just give us each give us each money and we'll be good yeah those people we'll, okay. we'll digress from all that stuff um but i do see I see the world or the United States, especially primed to do some change. I think that many of the population is tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I think in the next couple election cycles, as well as just rhetoric, um, I think we'll see some change. Yeah. Because it won't be the last shooting. It'll happen more this summer. Probably before this episode is produced. The way yeah. I mean, the way they're going. So. I mean, there's a bunch over to the Memorial Day weekend, and yeah. Oh man, I guess it's much. Live in the area of Detroit. It's been quiet, so yeah, That's weird. It's gonna be yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So normally it's a little more active, and like this is oddly quiet. Uh, so no ammo left to buy. I just think. Like I said, I think things just shift. People, their mindsets get tired of it mm-hmm. to the point where you're just done with it all. Like, why are we doing this? Like, why is this happening? What is the fundamental reason why that we have people going into schools blowing it up? Yeah. 
I mean, mental health is one degree. The access to weapons is another. We're the only country that can't figure it out. And if one person tells me it's because of video games, I'm literally going to go my mind. Stop bringing that up. Ando's fine. Like this crap doesn't even happen in third world countries. I mean, come on. Anyways, I don't know, but figure it out, you stupid politicians. Figure Figure it out. out. It's what we pay you for. Stop making us and stop making teachers a scapegoats. That's all I can tell you. The listening about the one teacher that had to buy got her got herself a lawyer to defend the fact that she wasn't the one left the door open. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind of. We're just yeah, it just it leaves you speechless after a bit. So yeah, I don't know. Sorry for the listeners. Listen, is we had to go on this giant tangent. It, it was something that was eating my stomach and. Well, we are parents as part of the show. We are, yeah. We got kids that are going into school or in school mm-hmm. and programs. And I couldn't, could not think about getting a coffin for my child. No, no. So. It just messed me up. Yeah, it's kind of screwy. People have to make those decisions. I guess even you see the one guy, there's this guy, uh, Gary something. He actually contacted and met with all 19 of the parents mm-hmm. and is creating coffins for each kid. Oh, wow. Especially for them. Like, like one's like a superhero, like a Spider-Man one. One's like a dinosaur action. One's got like, you know, TikTok pop stuff all over it. Um hmm. But he's doing it all for free and hand making every coffin for him. Oh wow! Like that—that's nice. It shouldn't be a conversation. Yeah, right that's what I'm saying. But, like, like that kind of sucks. We're talking about it, but, but I mean, I, I can't not applaud the man for doing that because he said it, I couldn't imagine doing this, and yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. All right. What else have we got? The French are banning English words. Yeah, I saw that. You sent yeah. that article over. Um, that was interesting. So let's randomly change subject. Anyways, but so hey, I'm going to have, I'm gonna before, have to go back. Before and, I change, before go I ahead. Change, all I'm going to ask you to do is if you're listening, overseas in seas whatever in the united states please reach out to one of these people sitting in chairs trying to figure things out send them messages your 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 electric official if you're overseas find electric official and send them a letter be like what are y'all doing over there that'd be even great so Mm -hmm. if you have questions on it put in the comments or reach out to me personally and i'll give you somebody to talk to um it's not hard um, oh, no. You know, they'll listen to I guess, happy other to people. help. So I'll be picking up my phone tomorrow and calling like I usually do. <laughs> I send I send a lot of emails. I, I call people, do. even if people that are not mine specifically. Yeah. 
I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Oh, I go meet him in office. That's what I do too. I do a lot of that. But anyways, so France. Sorry if you're listening to us in France. Uh, technically, you can't anymore. No, you can't. Well, I was going to say there's certain episodes you can't. We've used those words and titles, so I don't okay. know if I have to go retranslate it. Which is not so hard, I guess. It's good. So for the listeners listening, what ended up happening is the French uh, Ministry of Culture. Culture. That's the word I'm looking for. They started to ban specific words, um, primarily English words, uh, from their lexicon to they've noticed a rise and they're worried about their language being diluted and removed eh, fair enough i don't know very many other french-speaking countries in the world besides france and a couple of places in africa um it's not and not like a wide spoken language and I, I get it um but they're not like banning it from like language like you can't walk down the street and say streamer and then get arrested like it's more along the lines of they're trying to remove it from... I was walking through Montreal the other day, and that's what happened to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot Quebec. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, don't, yeah. I didn't want to call you out on it. I'm like, I forgot. You're, you're, I always forget about Quebec. Because you're not too far, so I don't want you to get, like, attacked or something. Yeah, they might bomb me. I don't know. They might send, send, a bunch of friend, <laughs> send a bunch of Canadian geese after you. <clears throat> oh, don't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, I forgot Quebec is all into the... They don't know if they're French or English yet. Um, and I, I mean, I live in De- De- Detroit as a, you know, Michigan's very French. And, uh, so Detroit yeah. and my So yeah, it's all French here anyways. Um, but don't uh, forget Mackinac, Mackinac, Mackinac. <laughs> um, but where am I going with this conversation? Oh, so yeah, they're just trying to remove it from trying to remove it from like print and text. Um, government-related buildings, um, you know, run by the public more. Things that are on the nature to try to remove the word like streamer, esport. Um, like I don't, they're not gonna have an esport team anymore. Like they're not gonna have French esport teams uh, run by a school or anything like that uh, or a university. Um, so they're trying to cut back on that just so they can keep the the French language pure in a way. Um, from that which i mean we have the library of congress has a, a you know american culture collection i don't know what i call it the american lens <laughs> i don't know you, you can look it up online if you go to like library of congress like you can listen to interviews from people um you can look at comic books that are in there you can look at um books titles um video games they start putting video games in there, there game informers like nothing okay. wrong with that yeah so stuff of that nature gets in there any cultural things so whew. i mean it's out there i mean could have banned, they could have banned the word grind they I, wouldn't been, I wouldn't have been upset with that i wouldn't i wouldn't i would have applauded <clears throat> the friendship they did that. there you go Ah, merci, merci. A few times in the world that I would ever applaud the French. Um, sorry, listeners, if you're from France. It's an old history joke. Leave me alone. Uh, the history joke. I get it. I get it. Anyways, 
What yes. else is there? That's kind of it. I mean, that's the big thing. That was I saw that was in the news. I was like, this is kind of funny. It's just they're trying to just change names to fit more friends. Like instead of esports, you say Uvido da Capadijon. That's esports. In I was gonna say, I wonder if the acronym would be like esport. That'd be kind of funny. No. I also yeah. learned that how to correctly write esport and the way that's written his article is incorrect. Um, but anyways. <laughs> One class that I take, um, but I don't know. It's 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 funny. I guess hilarious because it's like alert, like because they're, they're banning the words. Yeah. Um, no, they're just trying to switch the words so that it's not Amer, it's not Englished. They're ang- not Englished. What's the word? Yeah, Anglican. Right? Anglican. Yeah, they they want to protect their French. I mean, they're always. I mean, that's what the French are always at war with English. That's what happens. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Constant battle. I was going to throw another one of those jokes in there, but like, you know what? I'll just stay out because it would have went into the religion side. Hey, I just, I am just, you know, just this history teacher that loves to make some jokes about about the French. I apologize. They're so funny. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at, huh? I surrender. So, hey, guess what? Guess what's trending on uh, Twitter right now? Hashtag teacher. Oh boy. I wonder why. This episode's not out yet. How did we piss the Twitterverse off? We haven't even been on there. Um, yeah. Just a week prior to Evaldi shooting a gun, uh, the sound, just a week prior to the Evaldi shooting, the sound of a gun in the distance made, or sound of a flare gun made, mentioned to my husband, he thought, I have PTSD, although the post, no post trauma. Interesting. That is. They're having teachers aren't having this trauma. Man. Good old Twitter. They had unannounced lockdown sometimes in their school. And she, she had a poster. She pretty much had a, a an episode where she freaked out, grabbed a bunch of scissors, and threw kids into corners. And gave them all whatever weapon they could, and said we must defend ourselves. And then they found it was a, a, a un- unannounced lockdown. And she's like, "I almost jumped." I'm surprised somebody still didn't get a pair of scissors. You and I. That's um, yeah. I had 28 seventh graders dripping sweat, watching, waiting, wide eyed, and wondering what will she really do. Or or math teacher really attack a gun maybe try to save us. Silently I nodded my head and waited with the scissors in each hand to jump behind the juggler. See, most people are most people are pretty honest in that type of stuff. So if they're gonna say, tell you they're gonna attack somebody, because they typically are. I've always like if I've ever told somebody I'm gonna punch them or do something, that's typically what I'm gonna do. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no, uh, I mean, like if you're threatened or something like that, there's no, uh, no gray area really. Yep. So and I don't it's know just, what they would expect. Yep. It's going to be, it's interesting. But, anyways, all right. Well, you know what? It's, it's 10, it's 12 35. And like I said, I can dive into a long, long conversation on education reform and this whole. <laughs> 
could be our first two-parter. Our, our last few days of school, there's no ACs. It's going to be 110 degrees, 110 degrees a day. And I have to talk about guns. <laughs> Come on. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get some sleep there, Jeremy. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, maybe we'll uh, we'll talk some Sea of Thieves next week. We both picked up the game recently, and oh, uh, yeah, my guy's probably dead now. So we'll He's we'll foreshadow sure. next week's episode unless we got a couple of interviews we're we're looking at getting together. Hopefully next week or the week after. So if that, if it's next week, we'll talk about Sea of Thieves the week after. But if not, we'll definitely talk about it uh, next week. So probably yeah. our pain, probably our growing pains more than anything. Hey. crying yep pretty much that's probably our plans i just started it and realized that you can't just stop it yeah that's great so. yep all right all right you guys um till next time all right see you then see you then potatoes <laughs>